Jump shot. It's good. Zach Randolph does it again. Three-point game. They've got to go for three now. No choice. Conley for three. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Grizzlies podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark King. For this show, still no update on the eBay season, still suspended, but we have Amari Sankofa from The Athletic like we do every single week on the show today to join us. And uh, We have not talked since all everything's went down, so We'll do that today. We'll talk about uh, just whatever comes up, mainly uh, the NBA season as a suspended and, and get Amari's thoughts. And and we'll just go. So, Amari, what's going on, man? Yeah, I mean, all things considered, I guess it could it could be worse. I uh, don't have any coronavirus symptoms for anybody who's curious. But uh, I've just been here at my apartment pretty much since I got back from Portland last week because you know, at this point, just about telling how many people have this. The, the, the virus, obviously, and you know, especially since a lot of people are uh, not currently showing symptoms. Uh, news just came out that the Nets, about uh, four Nets have it, and only one was showing symptoms. So, uh, you know, just exercising caution like everybody else, I'm sure. You heard it here first on Lockdown Grizzlies. Amari is coronavirus free, so uh, that's good to know. That's good to know that, that you're back and you're good. Uh, Woj put out a tweet. Um, Let's see. I think this was a couple of days, a couple of days now, days ago now, but it was kind of the timeline of even when NBA season got. I mean, they were the more in like September, or August, I think. I didn't watch, but um, do you think the do you think this NBA season is going to be if and when it does get back on track? Are we going to see a regular season, or do you think we're going to go straight to the playoffs? At this point, I mean, it's, it's hard to predict, obviously, but I think it would be in the best interest, you know, just because obviously there's a limited amount of time to get this done to cancel the regular season and just go right to the playoffs. Uh, the Grizzlies have a 3.5 game lead over New Orleans. Uh, the Magic have a 5.5 game lead over, I believe, the Mets. Uh, that, that might be incorrect, but whatever team is under them, they have a 5.5 game lead over them. And, uh, you know, I know that the Western Conference playoff race is a little closer than the East. And, uh, obviously, it would be unfortunate for the Spurs and the Pelicans and the Kings and these teams that still have time to uh, make up that three and a half game gap, you know, with about a month of the season remaining. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's about a half game lead, it's not a one game lead. Uh, it's not even a two game lead. I think 3.5 is. Uh, substantial enough that, you know, especially considering that the Grizzlies were about to return back to full health with Justice and Jan, uh, who are going to return last week, and then Brandon Clark around the corner, that thoughts have been putting on to that uh, final seed, I think, were, were pretty high. So uh, if the season is to con- continue, uh, I think, you know, the league has to make some tough judgment calls, you know, just to not impact the uh, 2021 season that much. And, you know, I think, when you weigh sort of the worst outcomes, you know, I think 
it makes more sense to give the teams that actually have a chance at winning the championship, like the Lakers and the Bucks, and uh, you know, like whatever team it may, may be, the Clippers, a chance to actually win it and be kind of base the season around that rather than uh, who's going to make the AC. So I would, I would go ahead and start the playoffs immediately. Do you think it matters uh, for those other the, those other teams? Like I mentioned, the Grizzlies have a, a three and a half game lead technically right now. Um, do you think it matters for those teams below? I mean, uh, I would assume that if it were me, I would just say you guys are done. I just go and tell them right now the season's over for you guys, and for the other teams, we'll get there when we get there. Um, I mean, do you think it matters for those guys? Do you think they should hang around and, and wait, or, wait, you know, wait around, or do you think the NBA should do something sooner rather later? How do you think this plays out? for those other teams over the next month or so? I mean, it's, it's just, it's just tough. You know, you're going to give it, deliver some, uh, like depending on how long this coronavirus stuff takes. Uh, it's, I think what was reported a few days ago that the soonest the season could start would be mid June. And obviously, you know, the league has to get tested and who knows how many other players have the, have the illness at this point. So you have to wait for a lot to kind of pass through. Uh, yeah, I think you just you tell those other teams, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, but this is the, what we have to do at, at, at this point. Um, you know, I think at this point, we've gotten through three-fourths of the season, and, you know, with, with the separation and everything, I mean, that's just, just kind of how, how it is. And it's probably in the best interest of every team, whether they make the playoffs or not, to resume the season. Um, just so you could plan everything else, plan the rest of your offseason, have the draft, have the lottery, everything else. Um, you know, I think it's a case where you just have to make some, some tough decisions. So that's basically my, my thoughts on it. I know a lot of people probably would disagree, especially the people who root for the teams that still have a chance to make the playoffs. But I think that's where we're at at this point. I, I think I tend to agree with you. I think I said this on the show yesterday that, you know, there is a lot that goes into it in terms of just – it's not just do you play the playoffs this season because if you if you go into the regular season or if you come back and you play I think it's what they have 17 games left you come back and you play 17 games or if you even even if you play a condensed schedule then you get into a situation where what at best case scenario the draft isn't till September if you then what do you do with free agency I think you know I think your absolute best case scenario is your next se- the next season starts in December so I think it's a you have to figure out I think they have to figure out what at what point, how much do they want this to impact? Do they want this to impact this basically this B season to be a wash and you just kind of start over? Or do you want to try to complete things and then it continue to impact, you know, the future uh, seasons? Because you kind of get into the scenario where you start the season in December, then you have a two completely different seasons and saying, okay, well, now you just you, you have this season and it, it's a wash and you can kind of move on after that. Um, I think it's a, it's not – it's important to note it's not just bring the regular season back, you know, you're not just impacting one playoff run or whatever, you know, one eight seventeen game regular season left. You also could probably get in, end up impacting, you know, the regular season. And, and the regular season next year might still be impacted no matter what. Um, but that it's just I think it's just important for people to remember that if they decide whatever they decide, if they come back and play playoffs, you know. There, there's a there's an impact to that no matter what they do if they come back and play the regular season versus the playoffs all that stuff has an impact on the next year as well let's take a quick break we'll be right back we'll talk more about this on the other side welcome back to the show talk with amari sankofa from the athletic like we do every single tuesday um we're talking about the 
possibility of the when the NBA comes back or after after it gets gets I guess unsuspended or after it comes back later this summer possibly uh, when they do get there if they start the playoffs do you think they should move to like a five game like a best of five instead of seven to shorten the playoffs or where are you on that? I think they should absolutely shorten it to five. Uh, I think given that they're going to be on a compressed timeline, uh, given that I think at this point it's going to impact next season regardless, but just in the interest of you know projecting through this as fast as realistically possible, uh, I think a five game series probably probably works the best for everyone uh, as far as you know the league having a, a plan around you know these arenas who have had their schedules impacted by this obviously, and and just in the best interest of wrapping everything up as fast as possible so that we can get to the draft, we can get to the combine, uh, whatever version of summer league there is, or maybe maybe the fall league at this point, <laughs> but. Uh, however you, you cut it, um, that would certainly be in favor of a five-game playoff series. The, the always should be five games, the first and second. Like, no matter from this point forward, I think they should always be five games. Like, they should they should never be back to seven. Yeah, I would argue in favor of it being five games from here on out, or at least the first round, because I think the first round tends to drag a little bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, and if this pushes next season back to Christmas, then I'll be in favor of that being the permanent start as well. Because I think that uh, October and November basketball ends up feeling a little pointless because most people are paying more attention to the NFL at that point. Uh, I remember back in 2011 with the lockout, um, the season starting at Christmas. It, I mean, it's like obviously to have basketball, uh, not knowing when the league was going to start back up. But once the lockout ended, uh, that Christmas date was fantastic because a lot of years uh, I think Christmas kind of feels like the unofficial start point anyway. So uh, I mean, if there's any, like, there's probably not going to be much good that comes out of this. I mean, if it's coronavirus and people are sick, but just from uh, the NBA standpoint, uh, this may force some change that I think will be beneficial in the future. Do you ever envision a scenario where they don't play the playoffs at all? Like, is that ever, like, have you thought about that? Like, if we just say, you know what, it's just there's no champion this year. It's kind of over. We just kind of move on. Is it? Do you think there's ever a scenario where they they NBA entertains that idea? I don't know. I just I don't know if if the owners would, would ever be on board for that. I think they'd have to. They want to figure something out. Um, but you think there's there's ever a scenario where that happens? I mean, I think that's the worst case, of course. But I would. I mean, I think that would be a very disappointing outcome for everybody. Uh, you look at. Uh, Milwaukee, you know, which just had a very special season and it was a, a team that for much of the year looked like they were on pace to 170. Uh, they at least that uh, LeBron uh, not getting any younger and having a chance to do something special with the Lakers. Uh, he would leave that. Uh, I think that would just be a terrible outcome for everybody. Uh, obviously, the league will want to avoid that. But at the same time, you have to consider that possibility. Uh, we know that seven players have uh, had coronavirus so far. <laughs> you know, that, that, that number is going to continue to go up more than likely. Uh, you know, you look at all the support staff that you need to have games. You know, you have referees who are older. You have, you know, people in front offices who are older. Uh, there's just so many people who would be at risk by continuing the season that the league has no choice but to wait this out. You know, if we, if we get to, towards the end of May and there's still no resolution in sight to this, uh, you know, cases are still in, increasing, what do you do then? Uh, you can only push the season back so far. And I think if the league circles um, goes ahead and circles that season starting on Christmas, it'll give them even more leeway to kind of figure this out. But the longer you wait, the longer it seems likely that the season will resume. So 
Uh, obviously, no, nobody wants that, but you know, it's something that we have to at least consider. Yeah, I think it's something that again, I'm not sure the owners would ever want to do. But at, at every every week or every month that it it moves, it just takes back further and further. So it's a scenario that I think that will come into question at a certain point if we get that far. But I, I don't think the owners would let. It, I just I'd have a hard time thinking. The owners let that happen. Let's change gears to just a minute. Uh, obviously, let's talk about the Grizzlies. This is a Lockdown Grizzlies podcast. The Grizzlies, obviously, the, if the season ended now, I think that Taylor Jenkins would have to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. And to, be, and to that extent, I think that the front office staff, and we had this conversation of who actually gets the award for Executive of the Year, I guess Zach Kleiman. I, I, I would assume – I would hope that they would also be in that same conversation with what they've done from last summer now. Those two, coach and executive of the year would have to be in the conversation. Not to say they may not, they're probably not going to win it, but I would think they'd have to be in the conversation for those two awards. I would think so as well. I think, you know, if the Grizzlies currently doing 32 and 33, uh, which uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of people didn't even see them winning 30 games this year. And, uh, you know, for them to reach that milestone with, uh, you know, said, a month left on the schedule. Uh, you look at it, the job the front office is done. Uh, drafting Jai, which I mean, obviously was more luck than skill, but uh, the Josh Jackson, the Anthony Lowe trade, uh, the Tyus Jones signing, the Jonas Valentini signing, which I was a little skeptical about just from a fit standpoint. Uh, they they really haven't had any any misses so far, and uh, as far as teams just surpassing expectations this season, I think you know Grizzlies are. Towards the top of that list, if not at the very top of that list. Uh, Taylor Jenkins being a first year coach, you know, very unproven head coach and the youngest head coach in, in the league, uh, for him to get this team to buy in and, uh, you know, play winning basketball uh, so so fast that by a rookie point guard, I mean, that's also incredibly impressive. So I think they deserve to be in a conversation. I don't think they will win simply because it's tough for teams that are below 500 to be that. But I mean, the conversation, absolutely. And, you know, and if there were votes, then I think that they deserve some votes as well. I think you're right as well. I don't think I don't think they'd win just because of the scenario that surrounds the team in terms of wins and losses. It just doesn't really happen like that. But also, they should definitely 100% be in those two positions. Let's take another quick break. We'll be right back. Finish up with Amari Sankofa. Welcome back to the show. Talk with Amari Sankofa from The Athletic on our show today. Uh, you had a, a piece about The Athletic. If you haven't already subscribed over there to read all of Peter's and Amari's stuff, go do that because it's uh, it's well worth the money. Talk about this first. The piece you did with uh, Tony, uh, talking with Tony Allen, mentoring Josh Jackson, um, that was in The Athletic, and, and just talking about him being around the team. Do you – envision coming you know getting the sense from that from talking to him that there will be a a job for him in the grizzlies front office coaching staff wherever in the future you know I'm, i don't know if some of these aspirations are more on the coaching side or on the front office side uh you know i know he's definitely optimistic that uh you know this will continue to open more doors for him as he you know proves his value as a, a coach as a as a, a, a trainer as a uh, mentor and you know i know he definitely hopes that uh, you know, this this can be a a long career for him. Uh, he kind of his, his calling to work with young players and uh, you know be sort of that motivational voice in their ear. 
between that and the skills camp uh, coming up this summer, I think that uh, that's probably the path that he wants to pursue uh, more on the training side than the front office side. But at the same time, uh, you know, you never know how these things play out. Uh, you know, his, his goals may evolve as time goes on. Uh, the good is they want to add more to his plate uh, as he continues to uh, progress. And you never know. But right now, my sense is more that yeah, he wants to he wants to remain more in that coaching and training role for now. Value is for someone like Tony Allen. If you had someone on the bench for the Grizzlies, what's the what's the value you get for having someone like him um, on your staff? I mean, he's obviously not a traditional coach in terms of X's and O's, but he's a player. He's, he's like Tim Duncan on the San Antonio staff. What what value is it for having someone like him on the bench with, especially with a lot of young guys? Yeah, I think I think when you're that when you're a former player who uh, you know won championships and played at the highest level, uh, have a lot of playoff experience and is widely uh, respected by the fan base. Uh, I think whenever you can add a guy like that um, on on your roster or on on your bench, I mean, it can add a lot. Uh, guys respect Tony Allen. Guys, what do you hear what he has to say? Uh, I mean, just from a pure PR standpoint, obviously, fans love when former players come back and. Um, serve those roles. Uh, you look at a team like the Grizzlies, uh, you know, like Teddy Jenkins didn't play in the NBA, obviously, uh, didn't have a, a long career as a basketball player. Uh, so having guys around Taylor who uh, can make up for that essentially and, and, and add that experience, I think, is, is pretty important. And Tony's more on the G League side than on the NBA side right now, but just the moment after. Uh, Josh Jackson, obviously. So I'd be curious to see if that changes in the future and Tony does start working with uh, the Grizzlies rather than just with the hustle. It'll be interesting to see. I think having someone like have someone like Tony Allen on on your staff is always inviolable. Having players like that 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 know, and especially having having players like Josh Jackson and having mentors like you mentioned in this in this article. It's it's a great one, by the way. You know, they can understand that uh, we been there we've been through this you know sometimes you get second chances you have to make it most of them uh tony allen obviously is one is, is, is sits that fits that mold where he came to memphis and he was you know for i that didn't do a whole lot in terms of offense or what you would normally see on the nba but he did so much more he, he became a fan favorite and so it's great to see someone like tony um who is just loved obviously in the city but also i think can really be helpful to young guys on a bench Whenever you know you're learning, learning, you're learning nuances because Tony watched he watches so much, so much film on, on on guys' tendencies, whether they went left, right, you know what 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 ball you know hand, what was their you know ball dominant hand, all the types of things that Tony did to prepare for a game. That kids who understand that the preparation goes a long, long way in terms of what you could do on the court. Amari, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, what can people read from you this week? If you got it, I know you got something new. <laughs> yeah, I have some stuff coming out. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's no games, and uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit tougher now. But you know, we still have some, some goofy stuff coming out. Just putting the season into context. Uh, we have a live Q and A that we're going to do on Thursday because I know people have a lot of questions about what the coronavirus uh, pandemic means for the season. And PBS working on some stuff too. So, uh, you know, we're still working to keep our subscribers happy and we're going to do that throughout uh, the rest of this process, however long it may be.
Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you go check out The Athletic. Subscribe to The Athletic. It's really, really great. Peter and Amari do a great job covering the Grizzlies. Like the, like Amari mentioned, obviously there's no NBA season. That doesn't mean the coverage is going to stop uh, from this podcast or Amari's side of things. So go subscribe to The Athletic. If you're out there in whatever podcast platform you're using, go subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss daily conversations. And also go subscribe to our national our Locked On NBA National. So uh, that's a great perspective as well, just from the, the national perspective in terms of what the NBA is going to do for the future. Amari, appreciate it. Let's do it again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Mike.